today, yes, but how the hell Hello. are you? Oh, it's funny you ask, because I'm doing pretty okay, pretty good, mm-hmm. pretty good. doing a good. solid fine out of ten. Yeah, because I'm, I'm coming so coming out of my cage and I'm fine, doing just baby. fine. Yeah. And then I'm getting back in that cage. <laughs> and, and you know I'm doing alright, everything's going okay. Yeah. I hope y'all are staying safe, dear listeners. Um, are you coming out of your cage and going right back in because you've been a naughty boy? So I <laughs> I am coming out of my cage and then I'm going right back inside the cage because there is still a Parcheesi going on. Hey. Yeah. And I, I think <laughs> it's important to be safe. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. Uh, there's still a, a partridge in a pear tree and I want all my friends and family to be safe. <laughs> so... Uh, but yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. This week, it's another edition of Things We Cannot Let Go Of, because it's our show. Yeah. And we're going to talk about whatever the fuck we want. Who wants to go first? Fuck it. I'll up. go first. Okay. All right. Oh. Travis, you, know you go. You Travis, it. you're the, you're the okay. birthday boy. You go first. Yeah. I am the birthday boy today. Um, so I started rewatching King of the Hill from the beginning. Oh, oh shit. shit. And... It's just been a delight. I'm like halfway through season two right now. And there's just so many classic episodes in those early seasons. Like, nice. It's just so good. It's such a wholesome show. Like, Mm -hmm. it's funny. And it's just, it's so good. King of the Hill is so good. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's like, it's really funny that you bring up a Mike Judge show. Because I've also been watching a lot of Mike Judd stuff recently. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just funny. So he's just got a lovely style and a lovely way about him. Uh, what else has Mike Judd done? He, did he do Daria and Beavis and Butthead? Uh, I know he did Beavis and Butthead. I don't know if yeah. he did Dar- uh, Daria. He also did. He also did Office Space. Extract. Oh. Um. And then he also has, was he. Oh, was he involved with, um, oh, what's that, what's that tech company show? Oh, Silicon, Silicon Valley? Valley? I have no is idea. Is that him? Fucking maybe. I feel like it is. Like, it feels mundane enough to be him. Let's see, Silicon Valley, Mike. Uh, Mike Judge just, he does the mundane so well. Mm-hmm. Because... Mundane life is a universal experience. He did write it, or he helped write it. Okay, that's that's what I thought. Yeah, it's. I feel like if he did Beavis and Butthead, he had to have done Daria because Daria is a Beavis and Butthead character, so um, and it was Hill. a spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, Hank yeah. Hill's know this. yeah, it's all one universe, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I gotta say though, I've seen Beavis and Butthead. I am not a fan. I do not get it. Yeah. It is not. Yeah, it's it, not real good. It's not for me. It's yeah. not for my people. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy like, like, though. That is for me. Yeah. Like I loved uh, Jackass growing up, and like, like Faithful of Bam, but I just could not get into like the Beavis and Butthead thing. You know? Yeah. There's only oh, did so idiocracy much. too. Oh fuck yeah! God, that's a such a sad movie these days. 
I know. But it's something of, something of his I've been rewatching a lot is uh, Tales from the Tour Bus. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a really good show. He's just got a really good fucking style, man. Um. So what are you enjoying about King in the Hill? King of the Hill. King of the I mean, it's the just king in like the hill is a very different thing. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> uh, in a lot of ways, it's just very nostalgic for me. Like mm-hmm. I remember, King of the Hill was one of those shows where it's like, oh, it's Adult Swim time. Yeah. Uh, and I just like I remember watching a lot of it. Uh, I watched a lot of it while I was also like a freshman, like my first year and a half in college. I watched a lot of King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. So it's um yeah I don't know it's just it's just like kind of a nostalgic show for me and I just I like it a lot. Nice. And I'm from Texas so well, it's there you the go. best show. Yeah. I yes. Yes. I wonder what like okay, you know how they do those maps that are like here's the definitive television show for each state. I wonder what Alabama's is. It's probably something real dumb. Um yeah. Oh, here's your answer, Ari. Daria is a Beavis and Butthead character. Yes. But the spinoff show, Daria, was not created by Mike Judge. Oh. Just the character. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. So, I like Daria a lot. And I do like King of the Hill. It's a fun show. So, mm-hmm. what about you, Benji? What can you not let go of this week? So, I've been playing a lot of Nazi Zombies in the new... Well, it's not really new. I think it came out in, like, November... Uh, Black Ops Cold War Call of Duty mm-hmm. uh, I've been playing a lot of that with my sister and her boyfriend and we've been playing the new mode Outbreak which is just it's pretty fucking much just open world zombies it's really chill and there's just something really zen about just like calmly combing a map because there's really no time limit you just get to chill like boop fucking zombies in the fucking noggin like you take your time just uh, it, it's just really chill zen fucking time you get to upgrade your weapons really like as you want uh, and you, like the world record is like around 800 and we've only gotten to like round uh, 4 so far mm-hmm. so people are fucking crazy is what I'm getting at there but nice. it's a hell of a time there's like so many different weapons. There's some bullshit about how to unlock some weapons, but eh, it's a really chill and zen time. Hell yeah! Yeah, I like anything where you get to kill Nazis. I think that's, I think that's a great American pastime. I mean, yeah, yeah that's always a great time. What's yeah, really, yeah. What's really cool about it is like, uh, I mean, this one obviously it takes place in like the Cold War. But the how you transport between different maps, because there's only three right now, but they're fairly large. Mm-hmm. It's just like you hit a button and you can either warp or exfil. Um, hmm. If you warp, like one, there's like a snow level, a forest level, and like kind of a... It kind of looks like a French countryside sort of town, but I'm fairly certain all of the towns are somewhere in Russia. So... Hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's a good time. Russia and video games makes me think of Pathologic. 
It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like the the one that looks like a French countryside town sort of looks like the town from Pathologic. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of just like generic European rural town. Yeah, yeah. and uh, like, maybe I imagine maybe all vaguely like generic rural European towns look like the town from Pathologic. Is that yeah. is that a possibility? Can someone confirm it's possible. that? I I also think of like any of the towns that they're in in uh, Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah, all, they also look like the towns from fucking Pathologic. Yeah, I watched a Let's Play of Pathologic too, and the music and just everything that's going on—it's so creepy. Like mm. that game scares me more than some horror games. Like, that game, like, watching that Let's Play was probably scarier than watching Ben play, um, Resi 7. Oh, damn. Yeah. Which yeah. was very scary. I believe Because it. Ben is terrifying. Yes, I am. <laughs> He's so much taller than I am. <laughs> uh, no, that's not why. Um, can I, can I go? Because I have two things that I can't can let go, go of. Oh. Okay. oh, I didn't know we were doing all of ours in one go. Oh, okay. Are we doing a round robin? <laughs> I don't fucking what is, know. Is that oh, what I that is? I only had the there, one thing, really. There are no I have rules. two. Go, Ari. Yeah. Okay. Well, my first one, it's very short and sweet. So I've made some friends during the pandemic, and I was thinking about today how they have been lulled into a false sense of security because I've never hugged them. <laughs> because of the You've pandemic. You've never gotten drunk with them and and asked to hold their hand? No, never. Not even once. <laughs> and it's because of the pandemic. I just, like, haven't been as touchy as I normally am because, mm -hmm. you know, certain doom. So... Yeah, it's a nationwide panorama. Yeah, it's... <laughs> everybody stand really still while I move my camera around because this is a whole thing. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it's, I, I just like, I've never hugged them. And that's so weird for me because I'm a very touchy person. I'm going to hug the shit out of them when we're all vaccinated and her, her, you know, herd immunity is a thing that I'm, I'm hugging everybody. I'm hugging everybody. Yeah. That's what's happening. They won't even see it coming. They won't Ooh. see it coming. They'll be like, whoa, I didn't realize Ari was in fact incredibly fucking touchy. I, <laughs> I thought Ari was fine and normal and not the touchiest fucking person I've ever met in my life. Well, you fucking thought wrong. So, get ready for that. And then the second one is The Mentalist. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. So... Uh, watch better television, please. Don't tell me what to do. Hey, <laughs> watching the caliber of television that I watch is what led to this show. You're welcome, America. Um, Ari? Yes? I swear to God, if you find a supernatural actor in The Mentalist, oh, Bobby's keep it in, to yourself. Bobby's in one of the episodes. No! Yes! Yes! No! Yes! Yes! Yes, he is. He is in one of the episodes. Getting real drunk for that episode. And then I think there's another um, character, supernatural character, who's in The Mentalist. I think there's a couple. Oh, Joe's in an episode of The Mentalist. Oh, Two. Man. Yeah. 
So, and I'm sure there's others. Um, The Mentalist is a CBS procedural crime drama that stars Patrick Jane, a mentalist who's sort of fallen from grace. He used to pretend to be like a fake TV psychic, like um, John Edward, right? Uh, mm-hmm. you know, he, he would talk to the dead, scare quotes. And then one day he insults the serial killer named Red John on television. And Red John kills his wife and child and he swears revenge. And so he joins up with the California Bureau of Investigation to solve crimes with his mentalist powers. And it is basically a psych ripoff, except it is so much worse than psych. Please go watch psych. <laughs> Only watch The Mentalist if you're like really, really into procedural crime dramas like I am because it's not it's not very good. If you ever find yourself stuck in a hotel room where the TV only has one channel and it's constantly playing episodes of The Mentalist, just stare at the wall. Yeah, break the television, guys. Break the TV. <laughs> so the reason why I would say Psych over The Mentalist, they, ha- they both have very similar pre- premises, like um, except Sean is, over the course of the show, actually pretending to be psychic, and Patrick Jane was pretending to be psychic, but no longer is. Mm. Um, first of all, Psych is a much funnier, funner show, so it'll just go by faster. Um, but second of all, the mysteries in The Mentalist are terrible. They are all written by people <laughs> who went to the Sherlock School of writing mysteries, and they're fucking oh, awful. No. no. It's so upsetting. You, I, I know y'all are wondering, wow, how does this hold a candle to Murder, She Wrote, the finest mystery show on television? It fucking doesn't. <laughs> all right? It doesn't. <laughs> Jessica Fletcher could just pound Patrick Jane to the fucking ground with her elbow and steal his wallet. You're like, oh, Ment- yeah. mentalist this, bitch. Yeah, that's a thing. So, oh, Jessica Fletcher, we're really in it now. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I won't talk any more about Murder, She Wrote, but yeah, I've been watching The Mentalist. It's not very good. I'm only continuing to watch it because I am kind of intrigued on who Red John is, but the mysteries, they're the type of mysteries where it's like they don't show you anything and at the end of the episode, they're just like, it was this guy, and we're going to explain his motive and also how we caught him. Like, the evidence that we have that that let Patrick <laughs> knew, know that he was the murderer. I'm like, no, guys, you're supposed to drop that shit in the episode. Like, sprinkle it over the, sprinkle it over the episode so we can get a little bit in each, in each scene. Television like that just sucks the ambition out of my soul. It really is very disappointing because yeah. there are actually yeah. some really good, like, premises. Mm-hmm. And it's just so... Shit. And then once you figure out, like, the trick, you can guess who the killer is every time. Mm-hmm. I think for the past, like, three episodes, I've been able to guess who it was. And it's not because I'm some fucking genius. It's just because... They, they, it's the same, it's the same formula every episode. Yeah, I feel like shows like that only exist to make dumb people feel smart. So, I feel like they exist because the writers are lazy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it's also just like, it's TV for waiting rooms and old folks' homes. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just like it's ambient television. Yeah. So, somebody like, needs background noise. Yeah. When I worked at Whole Foods, the break room had a TV in it. And that TV was constantly on this one specific channel that I swear to God is just the procedural crime drama channel. And I know you're thinking, is that CBS? No. CBS actually does like primetime news. This is like cable, uh, cable, uh, syndicated, like every NCIS, CSI, <laughs> Law and Order, oh, it's, every single one of them. You're talking about USA there. Network. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> Which actually, no, it was something else. It wasn't USA. It was something else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. True TV. I don't know what it is. What was it? True TV. It was not True TV. That's Impractical Jokers channel. Ah, okay. Yeah, you're right. That's <laughs> so true. Yeah, you like, you know, you've got Impractical <laughs> Jokers channel, you've got Ridiculousness channel, and you've got um, Procedural Crime Drama channel. Was it, it might have been UPN? No, that's the, uh, that's that one show with that angry blonde lady. Okay, guys. It doesn't matter what fucking I, channel it was. No, now we're stuck on this. We're stuck on this as a team. This is a, what are we stuck Can on episode? Can someone bring up TVGuide.com? We gotta figure out what fucking channel this oh, was. Was God. it Crime Network TV? Oxygen. You're thinking of Oxygen. Nope, no, that's it wasn't survive. Oxygen. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. I don't even try to help. I'm just shopping on the PSN right now. I googled crime drama <laughs> channel. What'd you get? Twenty-five best crime drama shows ever. Oh my god! What's the on pioneerwoman.com. What get on pioneerwoman.com? What's on the fucking list? Law and Order SVU. Okay. Oh wait, no, wait, no. Yeah, this uh, NCIS. Mm. True oh, Detective. Yes. Mm. Ah, true. The Blacklist. <laughs> Yeah. Blue Bloods. Yeah. Oh, Blue Bloods. <laughs> criminal Minds. Yeah. Oh, not Criminal Minds. That show is so CSI. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, hold on. This one is stopping me in my tracks. CSI Crime Scene Investigation. Is that the original? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay, because that's just CSI CSI. Yes. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. Oh no, Sherlock's on here. What major American shit city is crime scene investigation? What state is that in? Is that disarray. is that is that Illinois? It's in a state of disarray. Yeah. Quantico, never heard of that one. It's a pretty recent television show. I can't believe none of these are Psych or Murder She Wrote. Uh, here's Dexter. Eh. Chicago PD. Eh. Castle. Eh. Eh. White collar. Okay. <laughs> SWAT. That's a good white collar is a good show. Okay. It's another Long USA order. show. Okay. Bones. Okay. The wire. Okay. Oh, here we got a winner. Here's the mentalist. Oh fuck me. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, we're getting closer. We got Magnum PI. Oh. <laughs> Uh, 24. Really? None of these are psych. Both, both Sherlock and the Mentalist made it to the list before fucking psych. Mindhunter? 
That's a good show. Hawaii Five O, but it's the reboot. Okay. No. NCIS Los Angeles. Another fucking NCIS made it to the list before Psych or Murder She Wrote. Who wrote this? Prison Break. Who the fuck wrote this? You said the pioneerwoman.com to to me, Travis, right now. And number 25, Luther. Okay, Luther is really great. Luther is better than half the shows on that fucking list. That's what, why it was on the it was the last one on the list. What were their fuck what was their fucking metric? <laughs> I do not know. If well, um, if uh what the, people fell asleep. Oh, be the first to comment. Oh, what oh. was the <laughs> me- <laughs> metric? There's no need to ha- there's no need to harass anybody. The poor metric. pioneer woman. Definitely harass for this list. Oh, sign in to post. Hell no. I'm yeah, not doing that. that. Okay. That means you have to make a pioneerwoman.com account. Yeah, no, so, I'm not going to do that. Damn, I've, I thought I was going to goof on them hard. I've discussed before, but my favorite type of procedural crime drama are the ones where there's like a PI, a consultant, uh, uh, some guy the police department hires. But mm. then my favorite, favorite type of procedural crime drama is where they don't do any of that shit and it's just Jessica Fletcher bringing death in her wake wherever the, wherever she fucking goes like in her small town of of Cabot Code Maine murder capital of the fucking world I love murder she wrote so much it's so good anyways did murder she wrote end because everyone died in the end like I, everyone was just had been God, murdered so fuck it uh <laughs> Murder Shiro got a little, a little, little weird. It ran for like nine seasons. Like they, they, Holy they shit. ran out of stories. You know, there's only so many yeah. times someone can die. Actually, how long did Murder Shiro last? Twenty-seven years. Twelve, twelve seasons. God. Oh, jeez. That's how almost murders- as long as. Supernatural. Yeah, that's three seasons short. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, man. What years did Murder, She Wrote run? Murder, She Wrote ran from 1984 to 1996 and was also on CBS. Wow. Yeah. And it got got four movies. Four fucking movies? Twelve seasons and four movies. Eat your heart out, community fans. In 2009, there was a point-and-click adventure video game yeah. Developed like leg- legacy games. Hell yes, there was. Yep. And then a sequel. Guys, we have to play that game. Let's so. let's play it. Let's do it. Yeah. Alright. I think I think we've are we are now able to let go of the things that we haven't been able to let go of for this past week. Let me reach into my heart. <laughs> All right, uh, we're done with that was the noise. <laughs> that was we didn't need that. No one needed that. We didn't need to talk about the mentalist again. I'll tell you that much. We hadn't even talked about it the one time on the podcast. Although I have talked to y'all about it extensively. That, yeah, maybe Just that's where it's bleeding together in my brain. Sending, sending a, a real life in the podcast are starting to mix. It's all bleeding together. <laughs> Oh, oh boy! Fuck. All right, this Travis. episode is called "A mm-hmm. Little Slice of Kevin." What's it about? Oh, 
so we know that Kevin is in Crowley's custody, right? So that makes it Kevin, sound like uh, Crowley is Kevin's like stepdad. <laughs> uh, there's probably a fan fiction for that. Actually, yeah, I believe it. I was going to say, let me uh, pull up, let me go straight to Google.com and pull up AO3 and I'll see what I can come up with. Oh, you don't go directly to AO3? Um, I go, I just typed in Google.com to Google.com, so I'm doing great. (laughs) Uh, But so, uh, Kevin in Crowley's custody is being forced to make Crowley the perfect pizza pie. What do you think Crowley wants on this pizza? A little slice of Kevin. Boom. Oh. I think he wants a pizza similar to mine. <laughs> what, are you saying he wants Kevin's foreskin on his pizza? Is that what Ew, we're doing? No, Whoa, that's not what he's okay, saying. Ben. What the fuck, Ben? <laughs> no. I think if I got a dollar for every time somebody said, what the fuck, Ben, I could afford to go to therapy. God. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Uh, ben is always there to just push it a little farther over the line than we all wanted to. Damn right. Nobody wanted that image. I have to live with that for the rest of my life. Ari's gonna text me. I've got a, I've got a new description for the episode. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, no. Actually, no. I I changed my mind. I'm not gonna. I'll tell you guys off air. I'm not gonna say. Nope. Say it and just don't. Just cut it. Cut. We're going to break. Uh. Cut. Cut. Get out. Get out of here. Hey, we're back. We're back. Perhaps against our will. Who knows what strange, <laughs> invisible demon is keeping us trapped here? I think it's a foreskin demon. I... No! Oh my god. <laughs> no more foreskin thing. No more foreskins for the rest of the recording, alright? Alright. There's a reason There's a reason why Jehovah wanted that shit gone. Thanks, Jehovah. And we're like, we're done with that now. We're done there's, with that. There's enough foreskin talk and a, and a fella should be aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I realized that this episode is called A Little Slice of Kevin because it really makes you wish that there was more Kevin in it. You know what? Uh, that's a that's a feeling I can get behind. Um, real yeah. quick. Listeners, if you have your foreskin, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Your penis <laughs> No matter what, this is not a joke. Yeah. Travis is laughing, but this is not a joke. I'm serious, okay? Yeah. You should not feel bad for your body. At all, period. Um, so going back to what sentence, Travis said, I think he really positivity. fingered. Okay, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, there was a yeah. finger. Fingers are important, right? We yeah, all need yeah. those. No, yeah, we don't. Travis really fingered why the why the episode was called a little slice of Kevin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like if you're going to put a character's name in an episode. They should be in at least 85% of that episode. I feel like nah. I like Kevin so much. Kevin should be in 100% of all episodes 100% of the time. I mean, yeah. 
I agree. With will that. I will I get my witch? No, I will not. There are a couple of things in this episode that I want to talk about, but real quick, let us do a quick sum up of what happened in this episode. Okay. Crowley and his demons have been kidnapping different people from all over the world, including an Italian man who is unfortunately named Luigi. Um, <laughs> yeah, too bad they're getting his better brother Mario. Turns out his brother Mario is heartbroken over his over the missing Luigi. Um, turns out all of these people have one thing in common. They're all next in line to be prophets if Kevin ever... <coughs> Meanwhile... Sam and Dean are driving down the road trying to investigate this, not getting very far because it seems like these people have no connection. You'd have to be either a demon or an angel to know it. Um, and Dean keeps seeing Cash show up everywhere. It turns out he's actually there and has been pulled out of purgatory from some unseen force. We figured out what happened when they tried to escape purgatory. They got besieged by Leviathans, uh, Benny and and Dean went all cystic fibrosis, and as as they were fighting off Leviathans, Dean just barely escaped through the portal, and Cass kind of shook him off because he feels bad about, like, everything that happened in season six and seven. It doesn't feel like he deserves to be saved. Dean has been harboring some guilt over this. They have a bro conversation about it and make up towards the end of the episode. Like, two true bros fist bump. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Kevin and his mom, the wonderful Linda Tran, still in hiding, um, are trying to figure out a way to keep demons off their trail, and Linda hires a witch uh, named Delta to get them more ingredients for the demon bomb. Delta very quickly betrays them. Kevin gets kidnapped. He gets his finger sliced off. A couple of the prophets die. Thankfully, not the children, not the child prophet that got picked up, because yeah. y'all know I don't like child murder. Mm-hmm. Uh Linda gets in touch with Sam, Dean, and Cass after fighting off a demon like the badass that she is. Sam, Dean, and Cass save the day. Crowley and Cass have a pretty awesome showdown that I kind of wish ended with Crowley's death. And uh, at the very end of the episode, Linda and Kevin have gone into hiding with Garth, and Cass gets picked up by a mysterious angel who tells him that she's the one who saved him for purgatory that he's going to continue helping the Winchesters and to report back to her everything that they do. And when Cass is like, no, I'm not going to do this, she's like, well, too fucking bad. You are, in fact, going to do this, and you won't remember this conversation. And then he pops right back down to the Winchesters, and the episode ends. Mm-hmm. So, um, thoughts on the episode? Travis, were you surprised that Delta sold Kevin and Mrs. Tran like down the river absolutely not yeah like isn't that the whole thing with witches is that they get their powers by borrowing it from demons like this is where it gets a little confusing because the answer is yes but also no oh because there's like natural born witches too right yeah Hmm. um But, like, I was not surprised, because that was my first thought. I was like, witches, at least non-natural witches, roll with demons. So, of course, she's going to sell them out to demons immediately. Like, I saw that coming as soon as Kevin's mom said, I hired a witch. And I was like, oh, no. 
I truly feel like, um, legitimately, Delta might as well have had, like, Judas tattooed to her fucking forehead, because <laughs> yeah. that is how... And it's actually kind of a shame, because I have... Something I've always wanted more of in Supernatural, and we do get a little bit of this, but I want those moments of, like... Hey, people who are aware of the supernatural but aren't hunters or, you know, actually the supernatural, like, where do they fit into the world here? And Delta's a great example of that. She's a witch, but she's not necessarily running around being evil or, you know, doesn't have to be. Um, Right. And she apparently is able to deal in, like, you know, magic items, uh, including, like, super obscure shit like unicorn blood or whatever the fuck they mentioned in the episode. And mm-hmm. she's on fucking Craigslist, which is just kind of hilarious, especially since she's in the casual con- casual encounter section. Like, yeah. I, I, I would have appreciated seeing more of Delta and more, like, characters like her. Because um, I think it would be some really neat world building that Supernatural, you know, not that Supernatural doesn't have a shit ton of world building, but it definitely would have been a different but side more- to see. Yeah, more world world world. Oh wow! Take two. Yeah. More world. Well, uh, Take three. I had two beers tonight. I don't know what's going on. Oh my god! More world building. There you go. That is not hunter related. Yeah. What, um, what are the normal? I think. Do? I think the other, the only other time that we've seen something like that. Is Bella in season three where she was like a mad- magical items collector mm-hmm. and thief and thief? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think that's something that we ha- we have kind of seen like magic item collectors. Yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah, there's really not. There's no like normies. Always little world world building things that I definitely support seeing more of. So it was nice to see a character like Delta, even though mm-hmm. yeah, she was very clearly going to portray them to Cat uh, to Crowley like the second we saw her. Um, also, she she had a weird thirst thing going on with Crowley, which I I could have done without, truthfully. Yeah, like, yeah, the way she that talked was a little strange. Her, I was just like, all right, just. If she had called him daddy, I was going to send a fucking rock. I was going to throw my phone against the wall. You're going to call CPS. Too much. Yeah. Too much. Um, but yeah. So, uh, what else about this episode? I mean, did we like this episode? Or did y'all like this episode, I guess? Answer for me, too. It, it was okay. I've... That's a strong word. I found this episode tedious, and not just because I had to watch it four goddamn times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, like, like I said up top, I wish we'd gotten more of Kevin and Mm. less of Sam and Dean on a wild goose chase. Oh, God, Mm -hmm. yes. I... Because, like... The only reason we had Sam and Dean in this episode at all was for Castiel reasons. Yeah. This episode had another moment. I talked about last season with Death's Door, how for some reason Sam keeps having these, like, inappropriate reactions to things. And the scene where he sees Cass again for the first time, he's basically like, bro, how was Cabo? Instead of being like, holy shit, you're alive? 
Dean told me that <gasps> you were gone, which I took as him being euphemistic for dead. And you've been alive this whole motherfucking time, and now you're here? How did you get out of purgatory? Also, bring it in for a hug, man, because you were one of my few friends who I thought was dead, and now you've returned like Jesus fucking Christ. Just in time for Easter. This episode is our holiday <laughs> special. Boom, bitches. But, like, seriously, um, I don't know why it keeps, this keeps happening with Sam's character. Guys, he's not yeah, a robot. Do you, think, do you think it's a writing thing, or is it an acting thing? I think it's a writing thing. I think it's a little column mm. A, little Columbine. You know what I'm I saying? do think it's a little column A, little Columbine, because I think that J-Pad is only really as good as the writing is. And if the writing's yeah. not mm-hmm. there, so it's just it's just again it's just kind of disappointing because I know Jared Padalecki can pull off those like really emotional moments and yeah so um but yeah uh I don't know why it keeps happening it's very annoying oh there's another line of dialogue this episode that I want to mention and it is when Crowley is torturing um Alfie Stuart. Stuart? Yeah. Yeah. It's, Stuart. It's when Crowley's torturing Stuart and he, or, um, Samandriel. And mm-hmm. he says, I can go on, this hurts me more than it hurts you, or this hurts you more than it hurts me, so I can go on forever. And in your case, forever is, well, forever, which had big. Uh, hell is well, like hell vibes. Which yeah. I yeah. <laughs> oh, also, we see a little bit of Benny in this episode, and I have to say, that accent is woof. Uh, I think he, one of the lines he said is, um, I lie, I don't get lied to. And I was like, Jesus Christ, who the fuck? <laughs> What's happening right now? I ben? feel like Benny. I, huh? I, I said, "What's happening right now, Benny?" Like, what? I don't know <laughs> oh. why the Southern accent is so elusive, or the Cajun accent, or you know, whatever. But I, I feel like Benny might as well be British. <laughs> like, yeah. For any, yeah, it just, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. He's just got. He can have any accent he wants. Just pick an accent. Pick a fucking accent. Just choose one, Benny. Just one. Please. Yeah, like... Dudes who don't speak in an accent or, like, try to speak in an accent that is not native to them, please stop. Mm -hmm. Just please. I am not Cajun. I am very Southern, however. Uh, Please fucking stop trying to speak in an accent. If it's not native to you, it never sounds good. I mean, I feel like... Like, I feel like I can do a pretty natural-sounding southern accent, but that's because I have a southern accent that's true to me. I just don't yeah. sound like that most of the time. Yeah. If I'm tired or drunk or if I say certain words, I'm going to sound like... Yeah, the draw comes out. Yeah, like, I'm going to sound like I'm from here, which I am. Um, mm. It is... And, and, and there are, like... Um, oh, God. Who's the Portlandia guy? Uh, Frank Fred Armisen. Yeah, yeah, he he is excellent at accents. Hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I feel like with this actor, they were like, what accents can you do? And he was like, I can, I nail a Cajun accent. And they were like, say no more. We need no proof. Benny's Cajun now. So, no, that's not true. I think they were ripping off True Blood. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So, not that there's anything wrong with that. I love a good ripoff. <clears throat> so, um, what else about this episode that just kind of stuck out to us or that we loved or disliked or whatever? I think this is another case in point of this should have been two episodes. I think this should have been two episodes in that one episode should have been just Kevin and Mrs. Tran and their wild rambunctious time with Delta. And then we get like slow, like real slow burn hints that she's about to fuck them over. Mm -hmm. And then Crowley like fucks them over immediately or like she like fucks them over in like the last five minutes. And we get, like, a cliffhanger with them. And then then the last four minutes of the episode, we get a little bit of setup with Sam and Dean and Cass. Like, we get that whole deal of Dean seeing Cass on the side of the road. And then we get their whole thing with them. Mm -hmm. So that way we get more Delta. She gets fleshed out more. And she's not so much as just the woman in white, you know? Because, you know, mm-hmm. black is a shade of white. <laughs> um, I like some of the moments we get in Delta, and I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, I am curious about how they brought Cass back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very mundane, him returning to life, you know? Yeah, it's very banal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just he starts he starts showing up first in Dean's rearview mirror mirror and then Dean I think sees him again and then he shows up behind Dean in the bathroom which is very mm. true to Cass like he's done yeah. that before but <sighs> never like this long and this like eerily forever right yeah mm-hmm. I guess yeah. Cass wasn't technically killed off I would I want to be like guys when you kill off a character and you bring them back. There maybe should be some, like, to-do about it, right? Yeah, some um, sort of flair. Yeah. It shouldn't be, like, a Tuesday to the characters. Yeah. But I guess Cass was technically not dead. So... Ari, I have to ask you a real quick question, because this is, like, the third time today I've heard you make this reference. Have you watched Street Fighter the movie recently? No. <laughs> I've never All seen right. that movie in my life. What, are, right, just, what, what reference am I making? All right. So in it, uh, Chun Li, uh, like a good a good character, like she is a force of good in the game, mm-hmm. is talking with M Bison, played by the same guy that played uh, Gomez Adams in the Adams Family movies. Oh, nice. I love him. Uh, yeah, he he plays M. Bison, and Chun-Li tells him, like, in, like, a room or something after she's been captured, she goes, let me tell you the worst day of my life. You showed up when I was a child to my village. Everyone was wowed by your money and brilliance. And then you killed my father, and you burned down my village. Yeah. And then M. Bison goes, that shows the difference between me and you. For you... That is the worst day of your life. For me, it was Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I know of that. <laughs> I know of that through cultural osmosis. Um, yeah. okay. But no, I haven't seen the movie. I just... You've just been saying it recently? Yeah, I had to know. I just had to know. I'm sorry. 
No, you're good. You're good. Um, I just, yeah, that getting back to that, I think that Cash is kind of. I just, I just feel like because okay, so here's what's happened in like the season as a whole, and the episode just kind of like steamrolls past this. So Dean inadvertently has lied to Sam about what happened to Cass. Because when Dean says Cass is gone, that means dead, right? Yeah, like, that's how we're supposed to take yeah, it. Yeah, it was heavy implication in dead. Yes. So not only has Dean lied to Sam, but the show has lied to us. Mm-hmm. So Cass coming back and actually not being dead, having never been dead, and just been trapped in purgatory this whole time is a lie twist technically mm-hmm. allegedly i mean it's it's a twist in the same way like bread is sealed with a twist tie yeah. like yeah and not very a, effective but it is a twist mm-hmm. it's a very m night shamalama ding dong twist it's te- it's technically a twist yeah and Dean has, again, kind of... I mean, I'm not trying to be too harsh on Dean's character here because, like, it's very possible that he believed that Cass was dead from the Leviathan oh, I de- in yeah. Purgatory. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that Dean believed Cass was dead because Dean thought that he wasn't strong enough to pull Cass into the vortex with him. Yeah. And therefore, Cass succumbed to leviathan attack Mm -hmm. and then we find out that the truth is that Cass, you know didn't believe he deserved to be out of purgatory yeah willfully let go yeah and i i think what it i think the reveal was supposed to be less that Cass is alive Mm -hmm. and more dean basically like Dean's reality being shifted. Yeah. Oh, I 100% agree. The reveal was that we learned that Dean is not responsible for Cass... Cass being trapped in purgatory for longer. Um, which right. is absolutely fine. Even though he had been blaming himself about it. Right. It would have... I think it would have been nice if maybe that had been established before this episode. Because we had the flashbacks to what happened when they escaped during mm-hmm. the episode so it was just kind of like we find out what happens and then also we find out that Dean's been carrying this guilt the entire time um also some of the dialogue and some of the way that like Jensen Ackles who I do think is a good actor but I think some of the way that he played Dean in this episode which I'm sure was as much on the director and the lines of dialogue it almost seemed like he was angry at Cass for coming back or, like, there was just some, like, weird anger in him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see where you're going. The way I read it was, I mean... The way I kind of read it is that Dean wasn't pissed at Cass per se. I think he was mad at Cass for not letting him know sooner that he was back. But also... Yeah, I see what yeah. you're saying. 
I do think like the the heavy like PTSD flashbacks we've seen so far this season heavily implied that Cass was dead. And yes. mm-hmm. he kept he kept Cass kept saying ironic lines that would have made that would have made sense if he was dead. <laughs> like yeah. or not ironic, yeah. but like kept being like a fucking harbinger of doom. This isn't going to work. None of this is going to make sense. Yeah. You're not you going to be able to pull um, me out with you. Dean, you have to let me go. Like, yeah, just a bunch yeah. of that all season. We could look at it I... as a comment. You keep going, Ben. We could look at it as a comment on how the human brain remembers things false. We remember things how we want to. And you could say because of like everything we've seen of Dean so far, eight and a quarter or seven and a quarter seasons in, that Dean is always willing to accept guilt upon himself for things that aren't even his fault. He wants to save literally everyone, and he can't. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's, and that's something that I think absolutely they were able to succeed with the scenes with him and Cass and Cass saying, Dean, you can't save everyone. And yeah. I don't think he says this, but like, especially somebody who doesn't want to be saved is definitely mm. addressing that. Yeah. Um, the way I kind of interpreted Ackles acting this episode, though, and the way like some of the dialogue was written, I think that Dean at this point in the show his guilt is just going to come out as anger. Yeah. And that anger yeah. is going to be directed towards Cass and Sam since they're the people who are around him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is a perfectly fine and valid choice for this character. It absolutely makes sense that this is where Dean is at, especially this season because he's still dealing with so much trauma from being trapped in purgatory for a year. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. There is nothing wrong with that. Except it's not healthy and it's not good. And I wish the show would address that. And they might. I don't really remember. (laughs) Do you really expect a human being who spent a year fighting monsters that he's already killed? Mm -hmm. Like, Possibly thousands of goddamn monsters to be a healthy person mentally after no, that fucking year? Absolutely not. But yeah. I do expect a television show which is about the journey of his character and has established that this is a hero. This mm-hmm. is a good guy. This is somebody who is supposed to be likable and is supposed to represent the show's morals sometimes, mm-hmm. although not always. Um,. I do kind of expect that to be addressed. That's when fair. he does fucked up shit, I expect the show to call him it out. It. Yeah. yeah. And this we is re- not the worst of that by by far. By and far, no. I do think when we remake this show in about what are we up to now? About eight hundred to thirteen hundred years. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna definitely have that psychiatrist character just to like people to just for our characters to vent to, you mm-hmm. know? And really grow and not make the same goddamn mistakes season after season. Yeah, that would be really great. Yeah. So, um, Dean needs a coping mechanism that isn't alcohol or destructive. Yeah. Let's give him cocaine. I will. No, I will keep bringing this up. <laughs> what are you going to bring up, Travis? <laughs> but, but, I will yeah. keep bringing this up till I am blue in the face. We should have gotten 
these first six episodes as just Dean and Benny and Cass in purgatory. Yes. And then deal with Dean's PTSD. I... Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. We should have seen it first instead of having all of these flashbacks. These flashbacks are getting annoying. Let me take this Mm -hmm. idea a step further, Mr. Mm -hmm. Travis. Um, We have... Instead of flashbacks, we have flashes between uh, Purgatory and Earth in that we have the Cass, Dean, and Benny show, and then we have the Sam, Kevin, and Mrs. Tran show. Yes. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And we just move everything at like a steady pace, and we don't have to keep, you know going by like we don't have to play tag along with a story yeah here's here's my proposal to kind of codify this the first half of the season is the separate cast benny and dean show and then Mm. the um sam kevin and mrs tran show and then the season the mid-season finale is where they escape from purgatory and everything converges again Hell yeah. It's like mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And we don't have Sam end up with that mean vet lady. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. She's not a character. Um, yeah, she's a uh, she's an antagonistic <clears throat> lamp. And then, yes, we just, yeah, yes, okay, I support this. Um, I really... I like I like the fact that Dean is dealing with like PTSD and there's a moment in the episode that actually reminded me of the book The Things They Carried or like I'm sure similar she- scenes show up in like uh, Heart of Darkness Ap- Apocalypse Now you know those mm-hmm. any sort of like we were at war we were out in the field sort of books um, yeah yeah where Dean's talking about how he was like I was he was there with me. I was in purgatory. I can still smell it. I remember the blood and the heat and, you know, the shit and just, like, all of that. Um, yeah. We lost yeah. Benny for a period of time because he was carried off by a giant mosquito. Like, all that shit. Uh, <laughs> so, like, um, you know, I... Like, that's all really awesome shit. Um... But uh, there are moments where I see, like, I don't know. There are moments where I'm just like, let's do something a little different, guys. Did, yeah, yeah. Did nobody I just use, hope. Just tighten that shit up. Yeah. And also, flashbacks are dumb. Fuck yeah. I'm going to say that. I, I hope that now that the cast situation has been answered, that we do not have more flashbacks. Yeah. Like, I feel like the flashbacks have been a vehicle to tell us about Cass, and now that Cass is back, we don't need any more. Dude, this vehicle's like fucking beat up Ford Pinto. We need to stop running it into the goddamn <laughs> ground. Also, it took a hilarious turn last episode, because remember, 
Sam is having one of his flashbacks because we can't just have purgatory flashbacks. We also have to have flashbacks right. to oh, Sam God. and his fucking summer of love. No. And, and you get a flashback. I swear to God, if the next episode has Sam's summer of love flashbacks, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> so, you remember, Sam has a flashback in real fucking time. Like, he just stands there for, like, two minutes <laughs> yeah. and has a fucking flashback. Which be, And that happens again this episode. Dean looks off into the middle distance and Sam's like, Dean, are you okay? Which means that Dean just sat there in the Apollo and just stared until Sam felt the need to jerk him out of his, like, reverie. Oh, come on, like, have y'all not disassociated? To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, that is accurate to having PTSD flashbacks. Yeah. It absolutely you, is. You, That's correct. You do yeah. just stare off into space yeah. and... Yeah, you just, Hopefully just, you don't crash your car. Is yeah. that accurate to Summer of Love flashbacks? No. 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 no yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've like, I've gone back through like sex stuff that's happened to me while driving, but I've never disassociated that hard about a nut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think Amelia and Sam had something real, something more. Eh, maybe. They had a dog. Yeah, they did have a dog. You're right. I, I think Sam is just like... <laughs> My, like, my sexuality is so broken from all of the trauma that I have also been through mm. that I just just fucking can't. He just fucking can't anymore. Yeah. He's tired. He just wants to be held. You know? It's a mood. He just wants to shit. be fucking held. Yeah. So. But yeah. Um... I like that Cass is back. I wish there had been a little more Joie de vivre about pomp, it. pomp and circumstance about it. Mm. Like maybe he just didn't show up in a bathroom yeah. and then Sam maybe didn't act like he was getting back from his summer vacation. <laughs> Dude, it has been so long since I've seen you. How was the cruise around Europe? This is crazy. I cannot believe you're here right now. Hey, guys. Yeah. Do you want to take a swing at who this episode was written by? I won't take a swing because I already know, but then <laughs> you you take a swing. Ooh. Uh, what's this fuck from Family Matters? No. Uh, Sarah they, Gamble? They did write a season one nope. episode. Oh, is it uh, Route 666 Man? Yeah, it's our favorite duo, Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross Lemming. Yes. And directed by Charlie Carner, who, from what I can tell on SupernaturalWiki.com, is the only episode that he directed. Oh, 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 no. Eugenie Ross Lemming and Brad Buckner also wrote Man's Best Friend with Benefits. Uh, please kill Yes. Me. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, and by a couple weeks ago, I mean, I think several months ago on Twitter. I don't know. It's time is soup. Um, but a while ago on Twitter, I posted a meme that was like, 
the meme was like, what's an episode of a television show that you watch? And you're like, all right, the writers were trying to put their kinks on the screen. And I had retweeted that <clears throat> meme with, what episode of Supernatural does this apply to? And the overwhelming response was man's best friend with benefits. So yeah. oh. what I'm saying is that oh, we, no. we have so much to look forward to. We have so much oh, to look forward no. to. Oh, no. So, In the words of Pinhead, I have such sights to show you. <laughs> I, Travis, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the, every time I look at the list of episodes that this duo has written, mm-hmm. I just let out the biggest sigh it's, because it's so many. It's not all bad. Heart, heart, heartache. I liked heartache, right? Oh yeah, heartache was okay. Oh no, heartache was the Mayan God one. I liked Shut Up, Doctor Phil, and of grave importance. You did not like Of Grave Importance. I liked Of Grave Importance had the sexy 1920s ghost. I like the sexy 1910s ghost. Okay, there was one good thing about that episode. <laughs> and I liked the character of Annie. Alright, I'll give you that. Thank you. Thank you. So. <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say is it's a mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, yeah. Yeah, I feel. Like I need they're... to. I, whenever I start watching an episode, I very rarely pay attention to the uh, pre-roll credits, like the the on-screen credits when the episode starts, mm-hmm. because I'm like I'm I'm watching it and I'm reading the captions. I can't read everything at once. So usually I don't find out who has written the episode until we start recording and I pull up SupernaturalWiki.com. Same. And then I look at it and I go, oh. (laughs) Yeah. I try not to taint the episode until, like, we're about to record and it's like, oh, these fucks. Yep. (laughs) Um... Do we want to talk about Crowley a little bit? I would like to talk about Crowley a little yeah. bit. Yeah, let's 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 talk about Crowley. So he is continuing on being the big bad of the season, although we have another potential big bad in the wings in the form of mm-hmm. the um woman from the, the scary end of the episode, lady. the angel. Yeah. So I can't remember if she says her name, so I'm trying not to spoil it for you, Travis. Do you remember if she does? Um, she does not. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm looking at SupernaturalWiki.com right now, and I don't think she does. Okay. No. Um, oh, it says in the wiki that she did. She introduces herself as Naomi. It's not really oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Her name's Naomi. Yeah, um, yeah. so she she's obviously up to some shady business, and we're not sure if she is a good angel or a bad angel or mixed probably um not sure you know what she gave me zachariah energy i can yeah i can see that yes um very much like i'm the boss you do what i say yeah Mm -hmm. so crowley has been kidnapping people from all over the world because he's trying to find a new like prophet to read the tablets yeah it's basically like it's like the list of people who are meant to be prophets if the other 
if the other one falls, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Like, and like it, it basically is like Crowley is also kind of on his own wild goose chase because he's got all these people people gathered up, but their powers won't activate unless Kevin is dead. Right, and he ke- he finds Kevin but doesn't kill him because he's like, he's like you're not an idiot, and these people are not promising. Um, <laughs> mostly because they're like, are you an alien? Which I personally think yeah. is an absolutely reasonable response. Like, Oh, definitely. I mean, especially considering that he brought them to, like, the abandoned budget set of a Star Trek sh- uh, episode. <laughs> yes, like, I was about to say, yes. <laughs> it looked like, it looked like TARDIS after the doctor had regenerated it again. Like, it's not that far yeah. of a fucking leap. <laughs> so, he was like, oh, what a bunch of morons. Why are they morons, Crowley? They're they're normies. They don't know what's going on. That's not that crazy. So, I'm just bitter yeah. because I would also assume that it was, you know, aliens before I assumed yeah. it was a demon. Definitely. That I was I just next thought, in line to become the prophet of the Lord. <laughs> I just thought Crowley was a really big fan of Stargate Universe. <laughs> I, oh my god. And then that poor man was like, I don't speak Chinese. And I was like, oh god. Bro. Oh man. This is just not going well for anybody, is it? This is just a bad time for everybody involved. That poor kid's gonna need so much fucking therapy. That's The episode it begins with a child being kidnapped, so... A five-year-old. But yeah, Crowley's fine. I mean, I get what he's doing. I think he's doing it well. You know, he's Mm -hmm. definitely Mm -hmm. being a villain. It's fine. It's fine. I really enjoyed when he, while he was fucking with Kevin, he was just, you know, he had a goddamn pinwheel that he was just blowing with. Just to pass the fucking time while, like, torturing Kevin, getting info out of him. Because I really, like, I really enjoy... Crowley's duality of doing like kind of cutesy shit every once in a while while being a bloody badass. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a, um, a, it's a, uh, this is a Tuesday moment for Crowley. Yeah. Because to him, torturing is just mundane. So we might as well have another form of entertainment while he's doing his normal everyday job. Can the, can the title of this episode be This is a Tuesday? Yes. This is a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Said it so many times. <laughs> M. Bison Crowley. Turns out it was a Tuesday the whole time. We're back in season three. <laughs> it's mystery spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't uh, even know who Jeremy Carver is. Life is grand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um. You wake up on a rock and suddenly the idea of selling feet pics is a foreign concept to you. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I like Crowley as a character. Um, and I like the, the introdu- introduction of Naomi because, you know, I think this means that we might get a pretty effectively threatening big bad out of this season maybe oh yeah or somebody yeah yeah potentially i think if if naomi turns out to be the big bad versus crowley being the big bad i think that'll be a good like 
kind of bait and switch yeah. because like you know in this early season we're led to believe that Crowley is the big bad but then we have a bigger bad standing behind him uh and I I really like that Oh, yeah, it's like a Shinakuma and fucking God Rugal from CVS2. Yeah, I know neither of you probably mm-hmm. get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a... Uh, we finally have something for Sam and Dean to be chasing down all season in between all of the rock star montages and uh, monster hunting episodes that they do. Um, yeah. There's another tablet for them to look into other than the Demon and Leviathan tablet. Um, mm-hmm. And also, there is a personal note from Metatron, the person who wrote the tablets, who Crowley describes as, like, a pathetic lackey to God. So that's really thrilling. Um, yeah. yeah. Travis, yeah. who do you think plays Metatron? Probably some fucking robot that turns into a gun. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Optimus Banal over here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Optimus Sublime. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so, actually, to kind of pivot onto the profit thing, Cass and Dean have this little... Con- or, I guess, Cass and Dean and Sam have this little conversation. And I think Dean says, well, what about Chuck? Yeah. And I thought that was a bit strange to bring up. Because, I mean, like, I guess, I mean, Sam and Dean don't know that Chuck was God. Yeah. But, I mean, and we only kind of know that because, I mean, it was, like, heavily implied in Swan Song. Mm. But then we also got, like, hard confirmation from uh, Kripke later on. Yeah. So maybe that's just, like, a, a audience knowledge thing, but I, I just thought it was a strange thing to bring up. Yeah, this is why dramatic irony has to be done well. Um, you know? I also feel like they were mm-hmm. trying to cover for a plot hole that they really didn't need to... Co- like, I really don't know of any... Because, okay, Travis... Were you yeah. questioning why Kevin was a prophet when Chuck was still alive? Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Even if Chuck was still alive, he was... Chuck was specifically writing the story of mm-hmm. Sam and Dean. Right. Yeah. And Kevin was a prophet to interpret these tablets. Yeah. And in my brain, I, I thought those are two different jobs. Yeah. Like you, like you can have the prophet of Chuck, mm-hmm. who is writing the story of Sam and Dean, and then also have the prophet of Kevin, who is interpreting the words of God recorded. See, so yeah, you can have both. And. Like you can have your Jesus and your Muhammad. You can't. You, you gotta. You know. You can. You can do both. Yeah. Mm. Um. I think that somebody in the writers' room was like, "Hey, wait a minute. Wouldn't somebody question why? You know, like, wouldn't somebody in the show, like Sam or Dean, question why? Um, if there can only be one prophet at a time, why Kevin's the prophet? Prophet? What happened to Chuck? And we'll need to have that answered. And they were like, okay, we'll have a quick conversation. But, And I think that writers do this a lot. You would be surprised what a 
what an audience is willing to accept. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't have to have an explanation I mean, like, for everything no. in your story. Some stuff can just kind of be waved away. Now, there are pedantic assholes like us who will point it out. <laughs> um, but we're wrong. CinemaSense mm-hmm. is incorrect. Like, that's not how you should review a work. Um, so, you know, don't don't be afraid to just be like, well, I don't really have an explanation to why this happens other than it's cool, and it does. And that's fine. Right. Not everything has to be, like, make sense or whatever. I think it's okay to bury a plot hole, like... Especially in a work that has been as long as Supernatural. Right. Even, we are three seasons removed from Chuck. I think, like, as an audience, I was not thinking of Chuck yeah. when Kevin came along as a prophet. Mm-hmm. And it really, like, it didn't, I, as an audience member, did not need that answer. Well, you know what, um, you know what would have been? Not, oh, sorry, go on. You know what would have been like way better than like or Cass being like, uh, he must be dead. If Cass had just been like, uh, and then just continue whatever the fuck they were talking about about Kevin. Yeah, I I would have liked that better. It would have been fucking hilarious because it means he potentially be dead, and Sam Dean and Cass just don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guess what, motherfucker? Stop writing books about our lives. That's what you fucking get. Fuck yeah, you, Kevin. Yeah. Fuck you. That's what I want. I want Sam Dean and Cash to just hate Chuck, not knowing that he's God, and just be like, <laughs> "Fucking Chuck! God, I hate him. I'm so glad um, he's dead. That would be fucking hilarious. I would die. I would. Do you hear me? I would die. Okay. So a really great example but, of like, how does this work? What does? Why does it do what it do? And the writers just like not giving a shit or like explaining it is the demon killing knife that gets introduced in season three that they still have. Who the fuck made this Mm -hmm. knife? Why is it one of the two things that can, like, kill demons? Which I'm going to go ahead and say the cult is another example of, like, how does it work? How how did Samuel Colt make the cult? Why is it able to kill anything, even things that are already dead? Like, who... What the fuck? Ha- who did this? How was it possible? Who cares? It I, doesn't matter. It's just cool. Yeah. I think demons made I, the knife themselves just in case they needed like to put down another demon that was making them look bad. I think it doesn't matter because it's just a cool demon killing knife that looks kind of lame, yeah. but yeah. it's also kind of badass. That, hmm. That's all you need. I you don't think... need an explanation for everything. Oh, no, you don't. Yeah, in any situation where there is a magic item, like, like a powerful magic item... It doesn't need to be explained. It's magic, bitch. You don't have to explain it. Yeah, I mean, but we as the fandom can, like, step in and give, like, a little headcanon for ourselves. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I love a good headcanon, for sure. Hey. And I definitely think that there's value to having rules in your magic. You know what this is? It's a soft magic versus hard magic system. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For those of you who do not know, a soft magic system uh, is I mean, I was about to say it's exactly what it sounds like. No, it's not. <laughs> it is not exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> so a hard magic system would be something like Avatar The Last Airbender, okay? Or um, hmm. Harry Potter to an extent. Uh, so in Avatar The Last Airbender, benders, and they explain that it's not magic, but it's fucking magic, but benders will, you know, do a certain martial arts move and that move will 100% of the time 
cause their cause the same effect and that effect will be fire popping out of their hands water moving around etc etc right so a hard Mm -hmm. magic system is where you have a very strict set of rules that lead to the same effect a soft magic system gets a little loosey-goosey right Mm -hmm. maybe the power of love saves the day well how did it do that Eh, who knows who cares um you know, and in Supernatural, there's a bunch of, like, just... Why Why are there some witches that are born witches and some witches that have to go to demons for their magic? Who gives a shit? Go yeah. fuck yourself. It just, mm-hmm. just, it just fucking is. Why will Samuel Colt, a hunter and not a witch, able to create a gun that can kill anything? Fuck you. Why didn't he create multiple guns who could do this or more than six bullets? Again, go fuck yourself. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter, but I feel like there's... There's a couple of answers to these questions. For Sam Colt, I think it's because he was alive during the 1800s, and he was the first one to come up with it. Like, that, we could have this conversation about, like, uh, why did Ben Franklin, the guy who discovered electricity, A, not, in, not inv- invent the telephone or the PlayStation? You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> no, I don't know what you're... No? I don't know what you're saying? I mean... No, I no, I I thought about it. I don't know what you're saying. What I'm saying is the person that made the discovery of the initial thing probably can't also take it as far as we need it for the future. Like we needed Ben Franklin to discover electricity for like a bunch of other people to take the technology forward so we could have gaming consoles. Okay. And, like, other things. Okay. And then, like, Sam Colt probably only had enough, like, time in his, like, lifespan to make one gun. Because he made it at, like, the tail end of his life, right? He he makes it and then dies, right? Yeah. yeah. I, well, I don't actually know. I, I don't remember. You yeah. know what I think it is? I think Case. he I think he made the Colt. And then Eric Kripke popped out of thin air in the supernatural universe and was like, hey man, I'm actually writing a television show that you, this is actually my television show that I'm writing. I'm Stephen fucking King in the Dark Tower series. And, um, in fact, actually, if, if you create an unlimited amount of cult bullets or like more than one gun that's gonna nerf my entire fucking series so can you do me a favor bro and like just stop Not. while you're ahead and that's what I think happened I think that's the in canon yeah. universe like if I called Eric if I went ring ring Kripke answer me this question out of a dead sleep he would have this answer that's what I think I, think I right. mean I think the the only having six bullets question uh answer is just samuel colt made all of the bullets himself and then he died so there was no more person to make bullets so they had to be used very sparingly um yeah i also yeah. again think it doesn't really matter but yeah. oh yeah for sure i think i think mike i think my well, no it because it doesn't matter because eventually they get to a point where they use the colt with different bullets and it worked 
remember? You know what? Supernatural has been going on for far too long, and we can't remember all the lore. And that's really what this is about. <laughs> well, exactly. That's what I was saying with the Chuck situation. Okay. Like... Can we talk about Linda Tran and get the get the fuck out of here now, please? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Can we finish this episode? I'm can sorry that I want to that I want to provide about, healthy discourse on this goddamn we, episode that I watched four fucking times. Can we talk about how much of a badass Linda is and then just and leave, go home? We're already. Home. Oh, absolutely. Let's I talk about how bad of an employer I, she is. Oh my god, I thought you were talking about me for a second. I was like, I don't have employees. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't I miss gender you like I, that. Oh, thanks, pal. Thanks, bud. I, I feel seen. Yeah. I feel seen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Linda, Linda, Linda is great. I love her. I love that she um, used a Nerf gun to holy water a demon. Oh, yeah. That was fantastic. Super soakers full of holy water? That's fucking genius. Yeah. Why don't Sam and Dean do that right now? Like, (laughs) they could learn something from her. She is amazing. Um, Yeah. Just 100%. I love her. Uh, She's hilarious. We need more characters like I just, her. I just had an amazing idea. What? You know Orbeez? Yeah. You fill them with soak, holy water? Yes, soak Orbeez in holy water, and then get that little Orbeez gun and shoot Orbeez at demons. That's amazing. That's perfect. If, if you took holy water and made icicles out of it, and stab demons with icicles made of holy water. It's the perfect crime because the icicles melt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you for picking up what I was putting down. <laughs> um, I think that I love Linda and I want her in more episodes. Um, and I also want her to survive. You hear me? Don't do this to me, Supernatural. Don't you kill off Yeah. Um, I love how all in she became yes. with Supernatural stuff. Like, from the get-go, when we first meet her, Sam and Dean explain the situation, and she's just like, all right, I'm in. Yep. Gotta do what like, we Like, no do. if, hands, or buts. Yeah, yeah, no, like, no, like... Oh my butt, how do you is buh, 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 what is Bigfoot real? No, doesn't fucking matter. Yep. Like, all in immediately. Is Bigfoot real? I love that. Um, <laughs> I think as long as Miss Tran doesn't wear white, she'll be okay. Yeah, I hope so. Um, mm-hmm. I also, I mean, how many moms can this show fucking kill off? A ton. All it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking... It's like it's a fucking Disney company. Okay, but um, also, um, I did think the showdown between Cass and Crowley was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted Cass to murder the shit out of Crowley a little bit. But Crowley yeah. also points out, yeah. Crowley has a really good line where he's like, uh, mad or megalomaniac, I never know with you. And I was like, fuck, Cass. 
Yeah. Go to a hospital. Damn. You've been burned. Like. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah. Any final thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, hopes, dreams, wishes, uh, false realities we've created for ourselves? <laughs> um. I think. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. The next episode is called uh, Hunter Hero- Heroichi, right? Hunter. I'm sorry, what? Hunter, last word of the episode. God, I hope they say the title. Heroichi? Next week is going to be a real fucking nightmare for everybody. Hunter Hirochi? That sounds right. Heroichi? Heroichi. Anyways, Travis, what is it about? Uh, Take your time, buddy. We have all night. <laughs> we all, we have the rest of our lives for this moment. Um. Uh, well, Cass is back. Okay. And he, since he's been in purgatory. He hasn't been able... He's been in a a nationwide purgatory for, you know, last year. And he desperately wants to go to Waffle House. So Sam and Dean, uh, they all go get vaccinated. And once they have... Once they all have their second vaccination, they all go to Waffle House. Are you describing what you want us to do? Yes, <laughs> I just really want. I haven't been to Waffle House in like almost two years. Oh God, I just want, I just want those hash browns smothered covered in fries. Dude, I'm gonna get real, real toasted, and I'm gonna get double all the way hash browns. Guys, you know what I'm let's, saying? Let's get weird in a Waffle House. I think we can all agree Fuck that's something yeah. that we yeah. need. That's something we all need. Yeah, I want to be able to lick under the tables of that Waffle House again. That's all I'm saying. I want there to be a fight in that Waffle House, and I want a little yeah. bit of blood to get in my food. I w- <laughs> yeah, I want to walk into the bathroom and find a guy overdosed on heroin. You know what I'm saying? Like the good old days. I yeah. I want to see, like, I want to see the guy making my hash browns with like a fucking cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Oh yeah. That ash adds a little ha- spice. He doesn't have time for your bullshit. Nah. God. No. I want, I, w- I want I want the waitress to sneeze right before she pours my coffee. Yes. <laughs> I would have some cup. of this. <laughs> I'm vaccinated, bitch. <laughs> Don't sneeze into the cup. That's so that's really gross. Don't do that. Yeah, I just um, want a really nice, like overly talkative surfer i want to get annoyed by somebody talking to me too long in person yes god yeah yeah. i you know i want i want i want my server to sell me candy bars once Uh, i finish my meal uh, girl scout cookies but they're not from like her kid (laughs) like they're just in the trunk of her car (laughs) i want to tell the waitress that i want my eggs over easy and to receive them over hard that's what i want Hmm. That's all I want. All right. Well, hopefully that dream can, can become a reality soon. But I don't know if it will by next week. Well, we will review this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. 
episode of Hey Ass, but that sentence fucking flew off the rails and it crashed, and now there's a big explosion and fire, and every, everybody's dead. Everybody's dead, except yeah. for our dear listeners. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, uh, check out our website, habcast.com, where you can find links to all of our social media. That is at Habcast on Twitter and Instagram, and Hey Ass, but a supernatural podcast on Facebook. You can also find our Patreon, where for $3 a month, you gain access to the other show we do, Let's Shag Ass, um, where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural. Recently, we reviewed Dirk, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, and uh, mm-hmm. we just reviewed Freaky, so if you want to check out what we thought about those, um, go to our Patreon and help make the show go. We finally watched something good! <laughs> it's... <laughs> For the first time in a very, very long time. Yeah, something we all agreed that we really actually enjoyed. Um, go, go hear us be happy about something. That's uh, uh, that's that's what everybody wants, right? Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, have fun. And don't die. Bye.